I guess I was pretty horny. What's in the bag? A shark or something? Oh, no, not the beast! God damn it! How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? I'm a vampire. Kill me. Fucking files! Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beaten to you? Pissed! Blood! That's our boy Nicholas Cage. What are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? Oh, my... You were a bit far, but I'm so loud. Come closer, closer, come closer. Oh, not you. And I just can't pull myself away. Why do we say? I can't breathe. I just can't stop. I just can't stop. I just can't stop. I just can't stop. <laughs> don't kiss the mic we fucking talked about no, this no. that's only for the end of the episode oh okay yeah the end never in the beginning that's fucking weird. dirty that's disgusting we're sweating we're coming from our basement where there's ants we're sweating <laughs> the air conditioning is broken the ants are overcrowding us. we have guests we have guests <laughs> um i'm on i took nyquil and tequila because i thought that that would help my sickness and it's not so oh yeah marta's sick um oh i got some poisoning i oh my god i was out of town everything's terrible everything's asia's life's falling apart oh it really is pray for the garment family (laughs) um hi welcome to gone in 60 seconds my name is marta perillo and i'm asia garment and i'm suffering (laughs) oh no Um, Get ready to have another anxiety attack. It's week. true. We're going to mostly talk about us again. Don't you guys love it? <laughs> Do you love it? I love it. My brother Sammy will understand that reference. Um, so, update. Asia was gracious enough to post the last few episodes. I learned. She learned. And she did a better job than I would have. No, I, it was the same. I bet no one even noticed. I read them and I thought they were funny. Oh, that's good. Um, I can't remember I writing noticed. the last one. I I didn't read the last one, but I read the first <laughs> one. <laughs> Great. And I listened to it in Costa Rica. Um, <gasps> I did. Me and Lindsay it, listened to international it. International band. <laughs> Myself. International harvester. <laughs> Marta <Pro. laughs> I uh I did a I was gone doing a real world Costa Rica expedition with eight strangers in a house. And these fucking kids, if they're listening, they won't. No. But I just at a certain point was like, I need to go be around people who have a four oh one K because like they didn't know who John Bonet Ramsey was. That's like gone, sorry. Yeah, that was th- some of them were as old as me. I know. I well, okay. John Bonet Ramsey was like what, nineteen ninety four? I'm like, I get it. Like, I I was a year old. Like, you weren't even born yet. But was it not relevant in your childhood? And, like, I feel like I've talked about JonBenet the last two years more than I've ever talked about JonBenet. Listen, I went to Kmart with my mom, and I saw the National Enquirer in the stands. Exactly. I know. That's dated because she said she went to Kmart, which, like, ceased to exist. (laughs) Kmart, National Enquirer, and then what's the, a weekly world news with the Bat Boy. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck yeah. I have boob sweat. (laughs) Pull them out. No one's gonna know. (laughs) Last night, Asia was in my room, and I was talking to her, and she looked up, she goes, oh my god, you're naked. Like, she had no idea. It was so hot here, I just took my clothes off. Don't put it back. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I hit the mic. Oh, yeah, this is good. If anyone comes downstairs, <laughs> we're recording. My boobs are just. Out. This oh, is gonna rip my top. That's okay. I I will say, today at work, the most embarrassing thing happened to me. Tell that's me. happened in recent times. Tell me. So, I should have peed before this. <laughs> my phone only has about 16 gigabytes of storage on it. That is not enough. No. Um, I've also lost a lot of weight in the last couple of months. Truth. And I've been taking photos of myself, mostly nude. <sighs> Why? Trying to trying to oh, see to my see. physique. And I do like a video, I'll do like a turn. Oh yeah. There's just a lot of there's I couldn't a lot of, look at myself. I can't even see myself in regular photos. I, I don't, get so upset. I don't like it, but I'm like, oh shit, I'm really tiny, I need to like go do some squats. <laughs> but I was transferring all the pictures to my laptop because my phone storage was full. And um, 
At work? At work. <laughs> I did not think about these images of me or these videos of me. And um, I'm pretty sure Nathan, my coworker, saw a lot of pictures of me naked And he was just like, okay. I was like, don't look at those. And scrolled away. <laughs> and he was like, uh, it wasn't, I didn't know what it was. So I was He's, like, I wasn't looking I was at like, your naked pictures anyways. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Nathan. I felt I was more uncomfortable than him. He seems like a stable human and I'm not. <laughs> Clearly, you're uploading. I was like, you wanted that to happen. I didn't. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Oh, I my know. God. <laughs> no, I know. You didn't. I know you didn't. <laughs> it's okay. Don't blame me. I'm just peeling my, my sunburn and, like, half paying attention to this conversation. It's okay. I got sun poisoning. <laughs> Let me say it again. She's red. I Well, I mean, it's okay here, but I was so focused on not being burnt on the top of me that I didn't pay attention to the bottom of me, so... Just a quick speed track update is uh, on the way to Costa Rica, my flight got delayed, making me miss my connecting flight. Mm. And so I got stuck in Mexico City overnight <laughs> and I found a 24 hour Chili's in the airport. And so I was like, OK, I'm going to get drunk. And so I did. And then I was like, OK, I'm a little too drunk. I should go like find a corner to like sleep in. But that place, it's not possible. Like, oh. that's why I ended up spending $243 on a hotel room. I thought it was 200 And then I looked at my credit card and I was like. I don't know if he lied to me or if the beer cost $43 because it came with a beer, supposedly. Oh, heck. But yeah, I got drunk at this this Chili's and then (laughs) this dude like bought me a bunch of drinks and he was super nice. Gerardo, what up? Um, And he bought me all these drinks. And then when he was leaving, he's like, I put like five more beers on my credit card. And he's like, so like it's paid for you have them and i was like bro i'm already drunk as shit and i was like facetiming with aaron graff for like an hour and a half beautiful and then and then i um i ended up like drinking them all and then i was physically stumbling around the mexico city airport <laughs> at like 2 30 in the morning and i was like laughing to myself because i was like i'm stumbling around the mexico You're city like, airport. this is a movie right now yeah i was like this is ridiculous and then i'm yelling at the people at mcdonald's i was like like french fries and they oh. were like i don't speak english at oh, all no. and i was like screaming i was like like fr- like fries <laughs> french fries no and i forget that like it's not like when you're talking to an old person, like they just, it's just a language barrier. So I was you just being just louder. You can't just talk louder and slower. <laughs> no. They just don't know. No, they have no idea. Finally, someone in line was like, Las Papas Fritas. And I was like, that. And so then they gave me the worst McChicken I've ever had in my entire life. And I was sitting in the middle of the food court, surrounded by other people. No one spoke English. And I was eating this fucking McChicken, like drunk as shit at like 2.30 a.m. And... It's like they took a pre-existing McChicken and deep fried it again. So it was like a brick. Like when I was like eating the it. The whole thing. Not the whole thing. But just, like the. Oh, just the, this, the patty in the But middle. it was like so much that it had happened so much. There was like no meat. And it was just like. And I was like the worst thing I've ever experienced. So I was like cracking up as I was eating it. So I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Oh my God. And then I finally like went to the Courtyard Marriott in the airport. And I was like, how much would it be if I stayed here for four hours? And they were like, oh, it's $200. And I was like, okay. And then I left and then immediately was like, you know what? My gout's hurting. Fuck it. My foot hurts. Fuck it. I'm going back. And so I went back and I was like, all right, I'll take it. And so then <laughs> I charged and he's like, do you want a water or a beer? And I was like, yeah, I'll take a beer. And so Jesus then, Christ. So then I like got this nice ass hotel for like three and a half hours of sleep, woke up in the morning, threw up, took a shower, got on my flight. Hell yeah. It was great. Um, my dad wrote me this long ass email that was like, I just really want to praise you for your good decision making on getting that air like that thing. And it was like really nice. He was like, you're an elite class of people because you, you decided that your rest was important and blah, blah, blah. I was oh like, if this man saw me standing at the counter, drunk as fuck being like, yeah, I'll take a beer. <laughs> like at the Courtyard Marriott in Mexico City Airport, he would not understand that like I did not make good decisions. Oh, Christ. But I'm not going to tell him that. It's fine. Um, then I was on... then. Got off the plane, immediately shoved into a car full of eight strangers for five and a half hours. Oh, God. So I was, like, just nonstop traveling for, like, 28 hours. More more than that. It was, like, two days. And I, once we got to the first place, I turned to my friend Lindsay, and I was like, I'm not having fun. I was like, this is a terrible vacation. I'm not excited to be here. I'm stressed. I was like, I'm sure it'll be good later. Had a great rest of my trip. Great. (laughs) Then, um... I got some poisoning the last day because I didn't 
put any sunscreen on and went out jet skiing. Jesus Christ. And my legs were burnt as shit. And so I'm getting, coming back through Mexico City Airport and my legs are like jelly filled. Like Asia saw when I got home, they were so swollen. You couldn't see my kneecaps. Oh my they God. were bruising. You looked like um, in Seven when yeah. the guy forces the, the man to eat spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were that That's guy. That's what my body was. Oh. <laughs> but it was like, it sucked because I was like, Running through this airport when, like, I could feel, like, my legs jiggling. Mm. And then I'd bump into shit and the sunburn and the sensitivity. Like, ah. I was like, I'm going to pop. No. And I, like, threw up all the night before. And then we had to, like, drive to the airport. And then I was at the airport. And then I had a layover. And then we were stuck and blah, blah, blah. And I finally got to L.A. And then I thought I was going to die. And then I got sick. And now I'm sick. And I'm on IQOL. And, and now she's dying. And now we're here. And that's it. Welcome to Gone in 60 Seconds. And then everything that happened to Asia was shit. It's fine. No, both you're... both sides, both my mother and my father's side of the family is a bit in chaos at the moment. But yeah. we're getting through it. Sorry I rambled about my trip. No, it was lovely. You haven't really told me anything. I'm learning too. <laughs> I just needed to uh, share. <laughs> Sniffs. I know. So okay. I'm so congested and full of shit. It's okay. alright. You should have heard me. Um, you should have heard me video chatting <laughs> Eric earlier. He was like, "You look tired." I'm like, "I'm sad." <laughs> I started crying, and he's like, "You want to watch a movie?" I'm like, "Mm-hmm." Oh no! So it's one episode of Nathan for you because it's a movie to me. <laughs> it's great. It's so good. I love he is you. Good. <laughs> love you, Nathan Fielder. Oh. Oh well. Speaking of Eric, the director of Amos and Andrew. That's what we're doing this week. Oh, hello. <laughs> what time is it? I mean, how many minutes has it been? 13. Oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> um, Eric Max Fry. That's our guy. That's our guy. So we're watching uh, Amos and Andrew. Made it to 1993. The year of my birth and conception. No. Birth. Just birth. Yeah. I was conceived at the end of 1992. <laughs> Clarification matters. It does. <laughs> um, it came out March 5th of 1993. And so the, it's a Pisces. So it's a Pisces. <laughs> um, the budget for this movie was. What do you guess? Oh, I don't know. What's a, what's like the average budget of a movie? I don't know. Oh, for 1993. Then how am I supposed to guess? I don't know. Let's okay. Hold on. Let me see. <laughs> I'm gonna guess five million. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> it was know. 17 million US dollars. Oh, well, it was shit. So. Guess how much the box office made? 5 million. 9.7 million. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an hour and 36 minutes. It's okay. PG 13. It's an action and comedy film. Okay. Starring Nicolas Cage and Samuel Jackson. And I'm going to hand it off, and Asia's going to read. The oh, synopsis. I'll read the synopsis. Because I've been talking too much, and I don't want to do it. Wow, you just gave it to me because you do not know what the second word of the synopsis is. Oh, I didn't even read it. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> erudite? Oh, erudite. Is it erudite? Yeah. All right. I thought you were tricking me. No, I didn't know that that was in there. When erudite black playwright Andrew Sterling, played by Samuel L. Jackson, moves to a predominantly white suburb, the buffoonish local police surround his home, assuming he's a burglar. To avoid a scandal, unscrupulous Chief Tolliver... Co- Played by Daphne Coleman, conscripts low-rent criminal Amos O'Dell, played by Nicolas Cage, to break in and take Sterling hostage. But Amos and Andrew soon realize Tolliver has no plans to let either survive, so they must put their differences aside and work together to get out alive. What the fuck? That's the movie. That's the whole movie. <laughs> but also, Goodbye. what the fuck is are they trying to do using unscrupulous yeah. and conscripts back to back? Yeah, that's fucked up. Who the fuck do also, you Also, I like that they called the, the police buffoonish. buffoonish. Buffoonish is a great word. Because that's exactly... Well, when we were watching this, I said to Asia, I was like, oh, this is literally like the comedy version of Dog Day Afternoon, and that's pretty much exactly what it was. Yeah, because they're in like one location the whole time. Yeah. After well, technically it's like other locations, but it's like it takes place all real time one night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, not Well, not real time because it's not two hours. Semi-real time. You know. It's basically, you get introduced to the characters even if they're outside of the suburb, and then they all end up at the suburb, and the, like... At the house, 90% yeah. of the movie is there. Yeah. 
it's all I mean I don't even think they really leave it's just that they go from one house to the neighbor's house they do leave at the very end they get off the island oh I don't remember that but, and they, he sees the wife waiting to come to the island I'm jumping all the way to the end <laughs> <laughs> I, remember because he's, like, he's like, he's mad because his wife's white. And then at the end, it's like, oh, no, she's not. Was she's she... in the car waiting. And she was black? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. That's, that's pretty much all that happened, so I don't know how to explain more. <laughs> We're going to begin with the end. <laughs> Go backwards. So they live. <laughs> so they live. <laughs> not like Dog Dash. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, no, do they? I don't even remember at this point. In Dog Day? Yeah. I don't know. Um, No, but... Well, Dog Day Afternoon is, like, based on a true story, and it's all about the police surrounding this bank. And, like, hot day in Brooklyn. And it was as hot as a Dog Day Afternoon. Oh. <laughs> and it's Al Pacino, and it's fantastic, and nice. Fredo's in it, and I love it. It's my favorite <gasps> film from 1974, minus Chinatown. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I digress. Um... <laughs> But it's kind of like the same setup where it's like literally like we get to know the police like surrounding this house because <laughs> he's trying to like he's trying to plug in his stereo and someone's like, oh, the black man's stealing. Yeah. OK. OK. So basically. I'm not even going to look. You shouldn't even look at, at the play by play. I'm not. I didn't even the look at it. The best part of us doing this movie in this podcast episode right now is how long ago did we watch this horrible movie? Yeah. Like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, it was a minute ago. So we're going to try to remember now. <laughs> the movie starts. <laughs> the movie starts. They're on an island. Yes. <laughs> of white people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's um, like upstate New York or some shit. Yeah. And so Samuel L. Jackson is this, this playwright and he's just bought this home. It's like a summer home. Yeah. And he's set up, there's, like, nothing in there except for the furniture that the prior owners didn't want. And there's a stereo, and he's just basically driven up and started unpacking or at trying like 9 to PM. take inventory, like, at night. Because he's excited to be, like, in this new place, and it's fancy, and they're on an island, yeah. blah, blah, blah. He's like, I needed to find an oasis and yeah. write my scripts, or whatever the fuck he does. So, jump into these oafish... <laughs> semi-elderly they're not even elderly they're like middle-aged yeah neighbors who are walking their dog outside and they're like oh the blah 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 the old people are home they're here for the summer or whatever uh i wonder if like timmy and jimmy are there yeah and they walk up and see samuel l jackson in the window like unpacking his shit and they're like oh my god they're i don't even know he's he, they're burglarizing the he's johnson literally, he's <laughs> literally trying to plug in the stereo and yeah, like he's stealing. And yeah, and they automatically assume that he's stealing because he's a black guy. And for and even though his car is parked in the driveway, they were like, "Oh, that must be Susie's new car. She just turned sixteen, right?" <laughs> like it's, they just try to like explain it to themselves in yeah. every way possible. They don't even like want to fuck off and mind their own business. They're just immediately like, "We should call the cops. Yeah. Let's be vigilantes." Yeah, which that is literally their characters. They're yeah. like, oh, we're going to be awesome. Like, we're going to be the superheroes. And we're going to get interviewed by the news and be on yeah. TV. Yeah. Because that's what happens. Like, they call the police. The police chief is running for, like, mayor or something, right? Yeah. Police chief's running for mayor, and he's like, I'm going to nab this burglar. It's going to be so good for my career. Then the newscasters catch on, and the people are like, this is going to be so good for us. We're going to be on TV. It's famous. Meanwhile, Samuel L. Jackson is like, boop, 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 boop. Well, I think even before the newscasters come, like... They, like, surround the house because they, they see him. And they're like, oh, fuck. They're right. There is a black dude there. He must be robbing the place. And so they, like, surround the house. And then they, they start like, shooting. shoot at him. They yeah. shoot at him. And he comes outside. Oh, because there's, like, a car alarm or, or car alarm's oh going God. off. Yeah, his car alarm goes off. He comes outside with the, the clicker or yeah. whatever. And, and he the, can't hear them over the car alarm. No. And, and like, people are... Like, put your gun down, put your weapon down. And he's like, I'm trying, I'm trying to turn, I'm trying to turn the car he, off. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what you're saying. I'm just going to turn the car off. And he like, he like raises what, it. Yeah. And they think he's like shooting. Yeah, or like aiming at them or yeah. whatever. So they just unload. They start shooting at him and he's like, ah, ah, ah. There's like this whole scenario of him like crawling across the porch and like planks are exploding. Yeah, they're just like literally are just like, like just decimated. They're like, calm down, sir. And then they're like, 
somehow they figure out, like, oh, we have a hostage situation. I don't remember how they decide that there's a hostage situation going on, but they're no, like... No, that... Um, oh, it's because, okay, Samuel Jackson's getting shot at, and he's mm-hmm. freaking out, and he runs into the house. Yes. He calls the cops from the bedroom upstairs, and they're like, sir, they're like, someone shot at me. Oh, And they're yeah. like, oh, and they didn't realize he's talking about the police. Yeah. Like, Samuel Jackson's like, no, someone shot at me. And they're like, I know, is he in the house? And he's like, I don't know. I, I can't see. And he's like, I can't see anything. So they think that he is, like, the homeowner hiding from the black man in the house when really it's all the same person. Yeah. So that's how that started. And then they somehow... Because they think it's the other family, like the Johnsons or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, no, 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 it's, what's his name? Hello? My A- Andrew. just turned off. And, uh, Andrew Sterling. Andrew Sterling. He's like, no, no, I'm, it's Andrew Sterling. Like, I bought this house. And somebody, like, in their camp is like, oh, Andrew Sterling, the famous playwright. And they're like, oh, wait, what? Hold on a second. And they're like, yeah, no, he's, like, black. And he's like... <laughs> Oh, they're like, oh, fuck. Okay. And they get back on the phone like, okay, sir, stay calm. We're working on it. <laughs> fucking puts him on oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like very comedical because it is, it's goofy and it's all happening. This is all like in the first like 15, 20 minutes. And Asia yeah. was like, I feel like this is like supposed to be like the middle act. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Are we going to just keep this going? But that's when I figured out. I was like, oh, I know what they're doing. Yeah. Because in the meantime, well, oh, not even, right. I not guess even, they do leave the end. Yeah, it's, it's okay. To get Nick. But not... I mean, they leave... A few times. I'm sorry. I've stopped and started like six times. Basically, the police chief who's trying to run for mayor, and now it's been like recorded on the news that like a black guy came in and tried to rob this oh, house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's on the scene. He's like, oh, fuck. This is going to be a big old scandal. They knew. They knew even in the 90s that was going to be a big old scandal. Oh, yeah. And... He's like, I got to clean this shit up. So they go and get Nicolas Cage, Amos, who's in jail for, like, soliciting a minor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that whole subplot that he's, like, a pedophile. He's, like, a pedophile. He's, like, she looked 18. He's, like, whatever. I didn't know she was 14. But he's back to his nasty-ass ways. And they uh, they bust him. They don't bust him out. They remove him from the prison. Uh. Basically so that they can just say, oh, this guy, Amos O'Dell, escaped prison and now he's holding Andrew Sterling, the new playwright who's just moved to our town hostage in his house. And so they, like, create this scenario of of being like, oh, no, we were never inadvertently trying to kill Andrew Sterling. But I think didn't the police chief, like, told Nick Cage, Amos O'Dell, that he was like, oh, if you do this, like can, one thing, you're out. Yeah, and I'll let you. I'll take you to Canada. Yeah, or he's I'll like, make I'll sure get you get... a car or something, or a flight. I don't know. Yeah, he's like, I'll get you. I'll get you out of the states. Like, yeah, you're good. And he's like lit. So yeah, so that's why he's down. But then they're alone in the house. Yeah, but then how do they even? How do they? They come to being together. I literally think that, like Nicholas Cage starts holding him hostage he really does take him hostage and like ties him up and everything yeah, he just like kicks down the door right yeah i think so and then somehow they piece together that they're being they're both being kind of cucked <laughs> cucked <laughs> they're, they're being, being cockled they're being uh, God damn it. law enforcement and cucked <laughs> law enforcement. hello <laughs> can't say it um also i, I just want to point out that i don't know when we decided to stop doing this but we stopped recording right after we watched the movies and we would put like a significant amount of time in between it but we also stopped taking notes in the movies oh, yeah. so we're really aimlessly like <laughs> i think sam jackson was black no, no, no. <laughs> we're kind of doing a play-by-play no 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 we're doing great I also think it's funny, and I keep meaning to mention this in episodes, that I, I think it's funny that we keep bringing up how much I hate spoilers, and I have a podcast that is dedicated to spoiling. Oh, shit. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I was, try- I was trying to send someone a podcast earlier. I was like, oh, you should watch this one. It's really good. They're like, I haven't seen that movie. I'm like, okay, you should watch this one. It's pretty good, too. I haven't seen that movie. I'm like, bruh. It doesn't matter. We literally describe it all. <laughs> it's fine. It's like you saw it. Um... No, I'm getting better at it. I've decided to not be bothered by spoilers anymore. <gasps> wow. To an extent. Yeah. It's okay. I've decided not to like freak out every five seconds. Just be like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Stand your ground. But, 
Okay, you know what? I think I remember what happened. Tell me. Nicolas Cage takes Samuel L. Jackson hostage mm-hmm. and is kind of like, hey, yo, man, sorry, no hard feelings. I'm just trying to like get out of jail. Oh. And then Nicolas Cage picks up on something whenever he's talking to the police chief on the phone during the hostage situation, quote yeah. unquote. And he decides that he's going to take advantage of the police officer and be like, I want X amount of money and a helicopter. Yeah. yeah. And so the police chief then has to try to override Nicolas Cage and bust in and like play coy to Nicolas Cage while also trying to play coy to Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. And he ends up calling Samuel L. Jackson the N-word. Oh, yeah. He was like, you think I give a shit about this blink, blink, blink? But his, like, mic was on or something? Or, like, it was, was, or not the mic was on. No, it was, it was just, like, he had Nicolas Cage, like, by the balls or whatever. Or, like, incapacitates him. And then he, like, turns to Samuel oh, Jackson shit, and he's like, yeah. oh, yo, man, sorry. Uh, like, sorry about the N-word and everything. I was just trying to play that. And then he fucking, like, conks oh, him out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, that was kind of random because I used the word he, like, seven times. But No, I, I, I mean, I followed you. No one else got it. Andrew okay. conks out the police chief for saying the N-word and betraying him. Yes. Yes. And then Andrew... Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I, I can't... Th- I know, I do, too, every episode. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is pretty much like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but we got to, like, not be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, let's figure some shit out. And then they go, because then they, they tie him up and leave him Yeah, to they, go to the next house, right? They tie him up. They tie him up and then s- take his, the radio and the police outside are like, fuck, they have him hostage now. Oh, then yeah. Then they go next door to the neighbor's house and actually start holding them hostage. But the police are so stupid that they think they're still in the first house. Yeah. And they're like, we've got you surrounded. They're like, mm, They like check outside like, hello? Yeah, they're like, uh, okay. So then they turn on the lights and they like order a fucking pizza. <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> Nick Cage orders a pizza. And like this hot ass little, he's like, how old are you? And she's like, <laughs> I just turned 18. He's like, oh, shit, yeah. (laughs) You bet. (laughs) He's, like, officially disgusting in this movie. Yeah, I know. He's pretty terrible. It's not even attractive anymore. I was like, whoa, Nick, calm down. But, yeah, they, um, the neighbor's house is actually the people who reported them. Yeah. And they, and they, but they become, like, homies with the dog. Oh, true. And the dog, like, sides with them. (laughs) And then the neighbors come home from all the, the chaos next door. And they're like, can you believe we were on the news? Yeah. And then they're like, yo, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, you're the people. And they're watching themselves on the news. And Nick's getting all angry because they're like slandering. They're like, this, this pedophile, blah, blah, like all this shit about him on the news. And he's watching it. And, and he's so like, he's like, whoa, fuck no. You guys are fucking gone. Yeah. And so he's like pissed about like all that shit. And then they're, you know, they're talking to them through um, like the police are talking to Nick Cage and Samuel Jackson and unbeknownst to them, they have the neighbors held hostage with the pizza delivery girl. <laughs> and so they're kind of like communicating with them as if they're there while the police chief is trying to break out of his duct tape ties. Yeah, which at this point, I don't think Samuel Samuel L. Jackson's not even completely on board with Nicolas Cage. They technically are all like hostages of Nicolas Cage. Um I mean, Sam Jackson knows he's like tied up with him, but he's mm-hmm. not like But he's like, I'm not with going with you. Yeah. Until they somehow get a hold of the police tape from before. Or not the police tape. The uh, newscaster tape. Well, I think, aren't they just watching the TV? No, because he, he gets like a VHS tape of the what the newscaster had said. I think because the police chief had it on him. Oh. And Nick, Nick Cage took it and then plugged it in and was watching it where the neighbors are basically like, yeah, we saw like a black guy in there like messing around and everything. And then... Andrew Samuel Jackson figures out that like all of this was like um, because he's there because and he's black. They fucked it up. Yeah, because yeah, because of like a racial misjust misjudgment. Yeah. So this news is like it's growing. The community around the house is growing. Yeah. And also they're showing people in the city like reacting to it. it, and then all of a sudden it's like his you know high class like not business people but like friends and shit. Which is Gus from Breaking Bad. Love. 
he um he and like a bunch of other people like who were like big playwrights the, like black art community yeah i was gonna say they had because they have like the very uh i don't want to say poetic but there's something um like theatrical so, about like how baptist they just, yes strong baptists yeah like wearing like colorful suits yeah and i don't know if he is a baptist but and being like Free Andrew. And yeah, stuff like it's like that. it's like. Where is Andrew Sterling? Like, yeah, he's like, oh, I need to see. Like, <laughs> and so they. So meanwhile, they're all like creating a crew to come save him. And yeah, like this is fucked up. So it's like a bunch of people like working accidentally working against each other. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And and they like unbeknownst to the police, they just started this like whole race war. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, and um, so that's like that's like accumulating around. I think it's I think it's New York. Yeah, it's definitely like East Coast up north it's enough gotta be. to be like near Canada. Yeah. Um Handmaid's Tale. Maybe it's Maine. 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 Um Mangor Maine. Maine. <laughs> <laughs> Dairy. So Amos is uh you know sizing up the pizza girl. Oh heck. And Ah, oh, God, she's like so into it for no reason. Yeah, I don't understand. And it she's either. he's like, you got a boyfriend? She's like, maybe, but I don't give a fuck about him. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And he's got like four gold teeth. Like Love he's it. like super nasty. Can't even tell how bad his hair is because it's everywhere. Um, and actually, it's funny because that's actually towards the end of the movie. We've already like pretty much are at the end. Yeah. Because <laughs> then basically, then the people from New York show up. And are like demanding to see him, and there's just like it's just like a whole scene. Yeah, but they're still at the other house. They're still at the wrong house. They're at the wrong house until the um the police chief like stumbles out on his chair, and they like shoot off a bunch of rounds at him because they think it's Amos. Yeah, but there's um oh, because then they they try and take the Gilman's car, the neighbor's car. Oh yeah, they try to escape in the neighbor's car. But something goes wrong because I remember they end up getting chased by like dogs, right? But it's not the other dog because that dog's dope. No, that dog's a home. That dog like goes with them. Like it leaves its owners. It goes with Nick Cage and Sam Jackson. Um, and a scuffle breaks out between the crowd and the police, which is the crowd of people who are demanding to see Nick. Or, uh, not no one's demanding to see Nick Cage. <laughs> no, everyone <laughs> wants him to go away. <laughs> um. The the crowd breaks out. There's like a, a scuffle that breaks out between the police and the people who are like Andrew Sterling. So there's all that chaos. And then like during the scuffle, I think that's when the police chief breaks out. Got it. And then um, somehow Andrew's house is set on fire. Oh really? Yeah. What? I didn't remember that. Did either. they blow it up? Um. Fuck. Oh, you're right. By the way, Reverend Brunch. <laughs> Oh yeah, Saves yeah. Reverend Brunch. God love it. Um, he attempts to cash into the publicity and appears. Oh, I didn't feel like he was trying to cash in. I didn't think so either. I felt but like I guess... he was just like honestly trying to like stand up for his brother. Well, I think I think maybe he's using that. I get I get what they're saying. Maybe he's using that to his advantage to be like, oh, boost their platform. I can yes, yeah. This is a perfect example to show, and everyone's watching. Um, the pizza girl gives the interview tape to the reporters. Oh, they give it. They yeah. give her the they, tape. They give it back to them. Yeah. Yeah. And um, well, because like, she because they stole it from some like somehow the police got it and then she gives it to someone who I don't think it was his originally, and it was like one of the trusted guys that she was like, hey, are you so and so? Oh like, yeah. Broadcast. Well, this. yeah, no, because there's like a tiny, tiny subplot where there's like the local news duo is a father and son and they're like oh we're here first because this is going to be big news and then when she gives them the their original tape that shows that it's going to be a big scandal they're like this is like some fucking 60 minutes shit right they're like okay we're in the big leagues and they were like in their car being defeated because all the big news people had gotten like the good shit yeah. and they were like damn we fucked up and then they got like handed this on a silver platter and you're like nah and you're like nah bruh i got you um i think it's some it just says andrew's home is set on fire because of the scuffle and then two bloodhounds find andrew and amos oh, okay there are dogs then but it's well, yeah it's police sends out oh yeah i remember this 
the police sends out a man with his two bloodhounds. So it's a random person. He's like, I've got my dogs. Jesus. He's like, I'll help you. And they're chased through the field. I remember this now. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of beautiful. It's kind of gorgeous. It's dark. There's no one there. You. Me. I'm just picking up. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Dark. (laughs) No one's there. (laughs) What? I'm sorry. You okay? (coughs) Oh Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Repeat. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is a weird episode. (laughs) Everything's bad. I kinda like it. Um are you still there? Hello? <laughs> Are you still watching? Are you still hello? <laughs> um <laughs> I mean they pretty much just everybody figures out that they they fucked up. They catch them. Amos and Andrew are shown having boarded a barge. Oh yeah, cuz they escape back to the mainland. Oh yeah. And that's <laughs> Do they literally just run. <laughs> yeah, I think they really they just run. run. And they get on a Oh yeah, they run and they get on a boat. That's the end. <laughs> But they get back, and then his wife's like, what up? Yeah, pretty much. And that's the movie. That's the whole last thing. Oh, my God. I got to stop. This is fresh skin. I can't be doing this. Girl. That's a lot. That's oh, gross. yuck. Ugh. Yeah, this She's movie wasn't peeling. great. I honestly can't even think of what a good Nick Freakout moment is, except for probably when he first shows up to get... What's his name? Oh, and he like, unless I think there's a part where he's yelling at everybody at the neighbor's house. Yeah, there wasn't really. But he didn't really. He was just kind of like smarmy and weird. Yeah, and he creepy. Was, he was like placid the whole time. Yeah, he was like really creepy. She's like, hey, I got four teeth and I'm ready to fuck. That's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I got four teeth. And I'm ready to fuck. <laughs> this is the Hills Have Eyes three. Oh heck. no, bad news. I was I knew this was gonna be a weird episode because I like I did I mean Asia Asia enjoyed it while we were watching it but I was kind of like I'm really bored yeah I didn't really like it no it w- I mean like it was fine I wouldn't watch it again no definitely not I don't know should we just skip the freak out this week I don't think there is one there really isn't I mean like he like he c- keeps calling Samuel L. Jackson brother and he's like I'm not your brother and then at the end he's like hey bro and he's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just responds to him. Romance. He's like, whoa, bruh, bruh, bruh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Lieutenant Lukowski. I mean, I'm sure at one point or another he, of course there's all these like racial undertones because it is such a very like black and white movie yeah. in terms of race. Yeah. Um, Very topical, actually. Yeah. But I'm sure that there is a part that I'm just not specifically remembering where he's kind of like, you just, like, hate everybody because you're a jaded artist, but, like, you don't understand. You don't, you have more privilege than everyone because you're famous. And now you have money and blah, blah, blah. I think there was, like, a something like that. Yeah. Where he's, like, you're so used to just, like, thinking the man's going to tear you down that you can't even accept it. Yeah, and he's, like, I'm out here trying to fuck 17-year-olds and it's just not working. <laughs> <laughs> he's, no. like, you have everything. Because I remember, like, Samuel L. Jackson was, like, this dog doesn't like me. He, this dog's racist. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Amos is like, dude, not everyone's racist. Like, oh yeah. They had like that moment. Yeah. But I don't remember specifically. Uh, leave it to Nick Cage, the pedophile himself, to be like, hey man, there's light on the horizon. Yo, I might be a pedophile, but I'm definitely not racist. <laughs> They're like, whoa, high five, sunset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Freeze probably frame. pretty bad. No. <laughs> um. But yeah, very. If there was one thing that the movie was going for, or maybe it's not the thing that it's going for because it's still very relevant and we still have, like, people getting shot in their own homes just for being black. Like, that shit happens constantly, which is bullshit. And they made it a comedy somehow. And they made it a comedy somehow. They probably wouldn't be able to do that now. So maybe it's bad that it's still relevant. But it is relevant, nonetheless. And wasn't, didn't you say, because there's a show called Amos and Andy. Oh, yeah, like an old show, right? Yeah. But it's three black guys, so I don't think... <laughs> they just appropriated it. Oh, they're minstrels. Minstrels? Oh, yeah. And then there's actual, like, not white people being racist. Oh. And there's, like, actual African Americans. American radio and television sitcom set in Harlem, Manhattan's historic black community. Never mind. We thought it might be kind of related somehow, 
but maybe they just kind of played on the name Amos and Andy. That makes sense. And it's Amos and Andrew. Um, but I don't know enough about that show no, to really I, comment on that. I don't. Sorry. That's just an anecdote. I thought I was going to say something profound, and then I couldn't. I will also... So what do you what would you rate this movie as far as your enjoyment and Wait, should we film? should we rate like an imaginary freak out first? I mean, I don't I don't I'd rather not rate one if I don't have a specific pinpoint cuz I just feel like he was creepy. True. All right, we'll skip it. Noel. Um, Noel. <laughs> I don't know. An old like my marriage. She's not married. No, not anymore, because it was an old. Oh, fuck. Me and Lacey got married in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> we already told that story. I know, I know, it's not true. Um, I don't know. I would rate this movie four flat. Oh, oh that's that's 112% exactly what I was going to say. Okay, cool. We agreed. Four flat. Four flat. I want to watch it again. I do I, not. And I even refuse. And even Sam Jackson wasn't riveting enough for me. No, and he's usually great. Yeah. Most viewers gave this 5.6. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm going to say that that's, that's a hot their, take, to say lying. the least. Oh, he won the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> For this movie? No, no, no. A- Andrew <laughs> Sterling, the character, did. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because, no, they all knew him. They were like, wait, Andrew Sterling's black? They were like, oh, shit. Oh, we fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Trivia. Um, I, uh... I do want to say we were kind of commenting on this earlier how we are very excited about um, Color Out of Space, the H.P. Lovecraft film with Nick. Wait, coming out this year. What's wrong? Before we go into other news, what's happening? I have more to expand on your Amos and Andrew thing. Oh, tell me. So it says I'm reading this on Wikipedia. It says, in the movie, Samuel L. Jackson pleads Nicolas Cage to never call them Amos and Andrew. He doesn't explain it in the movie, but in the history of American pop culture... Wait, never call them Amos and Andy? Andrew. Like, oh. he keeps men- like referencing them, oh, we're Amos and Andrew, and he's like, don't fucking say that. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Okay. He doesn't explain it in the movie, but in the history of American pop culture, no program was both as popular and controversial as the Amos and Andy show. The series, which ran on radio from 1928 to 1960, is perhaps the most popular radio series of all time. Although the show was extremely popular, many African-American groups led by the national by the NAACP charged that the characters were racist caricatures and demeaning to the black community. Complaints about its content eventually led to the cancellation of the radio series and the removal of the TV show from syndication. Oh, shit. Amos and Andy is now most remembered for perpetuating the stereotypes of black entertainment. The Amos and Andy show also constitutes a prime example of the limited opportunities faced by black entertainers during the first half of the 20th century. The title of this movie is a dead giveaway that the satirical story is a reference to this history of black entertainment. So it's uh, actually kind of deep as fuck. Oh, fuck. Because in him being like, no, don't call me that. He's saying, don't call me that because it's like the poster child for black representation not happening. Oh, When okay. he's like an artist and a writer and a Pulitzer oh, Prize winner. Got you. Wow, shit. Wow. Okay. I'm glad we looked that up. Um, I still will give the movie a four. <laughs> it's still a four. I'm sorry. It was they still got, bad. Amos and Andy, the show, has an 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Well, it's it said it's most popular, and it's like ran for 32 years. That's crazy. It went off in the 60s probably because of the civil rights movement. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Or like when it was gearing up. Or the first television episode was 1951, so it was on for like a solid... Like almost a decade. Yeah. That's crazy. You know what else is crazy? What? Howdy Duty time. <laughs> yeah. I have the first season on duty. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, but yes, anyway, updates. Is it called The Color of Space? It's Color Out of Space. Color Out of Space. And it's um, H.P. Lovecraft's film to TV. To, uh, uh, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> book? <laughs> Novella. Oh, short story adaptation to film on the big screen with Nick Cage and it's coming out sometime this year but they haven't released when and I'm very excited <laughs> me too whoa I just read the synopsis or not the synopsis the the one sentence of what it's about and I actually because I actually haven't read color out of space I just like really enjoy HB Lovecraft but I hear that that's like one of the best ones but now I'm hella stoked 
It looks like it's going to be trippy as hell, just like fucking Mandy, which we love. We love. It's a town is struck by a meteorite, and the fallout is catastrophic. <gasps> Nick Cage! <laughs> Enter Nick! <laughs> I'm ready. I am ready as well. And also, ready for it. True. There's a picture on the page, so that's what I was thinking about. I name-dropped Derry earlier, and you said nothing. I know. Well, I thought about it. Oh, good. I did. Put I it in like, your mind. Oh, gotcha. Here. <laughs> I, I um, see you. And uh, I just was like, it's not the time. Noted. No, I know. I heard. I heard. I saw. I came. I conquered. I came several times. <sighs> Bill. Scar, scar. Ah! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, anyway, this episode is weird. I gotta tell everyone about my nightmare real quick. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say, what happened? Ah. <sighs> For some reason, I was having a slumber party at my father's Can house. You stop shaking. I'm getting nauseous. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's not your fault. I just don't feel good. Sorry. Because I drank Nyquil and two shots of Catilla. 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 You're breaking my heart. Stop. Sorry. So I had this dream. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things that Marta's ever said on the podcast. Catilla. <laughs> no. So I had this dream. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, for some reason, in my dream, I was at my dad's house, aka the house I spent most of my time growing up in, and I was having a sleepover with three girls, whom I don't know, and I was in high school, and one of them started like making fun of me personally about like making fun of my family or, oh my god, like if you can imagine like a typical like high school sleepover, like where someone <laughs> is like well your dad lost his job like that yeah. kind of shit you oh, know God. so kids are terrible i was like i'm gonna fuck your shit up so for some reason we decided the best way to to disperse this argument was to shoot at each other with bb guns in my room okay so sound idea i was like pretending like i was really bad at aiming and then when she wasn't paying attention like i fucking shot her in the throat <gasps> With a BB gun? With a BB gun. Oh, and she dead. was like, uh, uh, she was like choking and shit. And I was like, you're like, well, at least, at least my dad has an alive daughter. <laughs> oh, shit. But then I like, she was like choking out on this fucking BB lodge in her throat. Jesus Christ. And I switched out the BB gun for like a gun gun. Oh, girl. And I killed this bitch. And then somehow... Me was and it the, just you two? No, it was me and these two other girls. And these other girls were like, oh my god, what's happening? And I was like, I'm murdering someone. <laughs> you down? <laughs> you down? And somehow... I think this is because we watched The Jinx. Oh, okay. I ended up going into the bathroom with this girl's head <gasps> in a bag. Morris Black. And I took it into the shower in in my, like this is the shower like i would take showers in as a child okay and i would t i took this plastic bag with this girl's head and the <gasps> other two girls were with me and i was like are you gonna do it and they're like no we can't do it i was like fine give me the gun i'll do it what? and i take the bag and i set it in the bathtub and i fucking fired like three shots into this decapitated head what the fuck i don't know why i dreamed that asia and then the rest of the dream was like us trying to get rid of it and like throw it away and then going to school and everyone being like oh like jill hasn't showed up to school or whatever like where is she and like people being like this girl's missing and then the teacher's like finding out slowly that it was like me and these two other girls oh my god that's so stressful i know i woke up and i was like the fuck is happening Dude, why are you in prison i'm going to jail oh fuck i couldn't believe it <laughs> That was a really that's upset. Gotta be, that's got to be relieving, though, when you wake up finally and you're like, oh, thank God. No, yeah. I, like, as soon as I woke up, I was like, oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> God, I'm in my bed. <laughs> I had a dream one time that this is not the same at all. <laughs> I had a dream one time that um, this kid from my high school, Charlie McEwen, kissed me on the mouth and that I was nine months pregnant with our child. <laughs> and then, And then I woke up. And and was like so relieved yeah. that I was not about to birth a child in high school. And I was in college when I had the dream. <laughs> but I woke up and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what the fuck? <laughs> so I understand when you have a stressful dream and you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm not wanted for murder. Thank yeah. God. Oh, my God. I was so scared that I killed that girl. Did you know her? No. But she was just a made up person. She, yeah, she was just made up. But she was a bitch. She was such a bitch. <laughs> you know what? She deserved to be shot, decapitated three times in the bathtub. 
Um, I, that's, I mean, that's pretty intense. That's, um, for oh, yeah. someone who has the worst, most vivid murder dreams, that's that's pretty fucked up, Asia. I yeah. like it. I, I mean, I used to have a lot of dreams about killing people. I only have dreams about killing people. Yeah, like, but it's like, get out. It's never like that for me. It's usually like there's a big mass murder war happening and I have to fight to survive. So it's the purge. But You're like, in the middle of the purge. But like I'm in one auditorium with like 100 people and they're all trying to kill each other. So it's Battle Royale. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I usually have blades. It's Battle Royale. I don't usually have guns. Yeah. I'm, I always end up stabbing aggressively. Yeah. I ripped two kids' um, larynxes out of their throats and threw it at their father. Oh, my. One time. Yeah, I've never, like... They tried to rape me. Yeah, fuck that. And my dad. They deserve for death. My dad and I, <laughs> not, we went upstairs, I threw the larynxes at the father, and then I untied my dad, because the, da- the, the other dad <laughs> was, like, grilling, like, spokes that he was going to, like shove up my dad's ass like it was no! so bad what Sam. the fuck this, is, this then, is where we're at guys and then my i gave my dad i was like do you want the nine iron or what do you want and he was like give me all the clubs so he took all the golf clubs and knocked this dude's block off oh god and then i i was like he's not dead so i took even though his head was off and i took scissors and i stabbed him through his eyes jesus so i get you i feel you i'm here for you yeah i mean like i guess i i don't usually have dreams that are like I'm personally revenge killing this one person and mutilating their body. Like I think I I think I do overkill because I get excited because I'm like oh I can get away with this. Oh, but then I'm like this isn't yeah self defense anymore. No, mine was literally like I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah, that was just like straight and up then murder. cut your head off. But it might mean something because you then had to hide it and then had to like go about your daily life and pretend and like the stress and anxiety of them finding out about your secret. What are you hiding? Wow. Maybe it's an analysis of my discomfort with my self-identity and how I wear masks in day-to-day life. And now I'm finally taking that mask, that head off, and I'm killing it. And now I'm nervous because the real is me is out in the open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You we got out it. here analyzing. <laughs> I went to film school. <laughs> God, we hate us. I love David Lynch. <laughs> I think about this shit. I think about this shit. You ever shot a major hand? I'm an Aries. <laughs> I'm an Aries. This movie's a Pisces. Drop the mic. I'm a Gemini, so I'm, I can't make any decisions for myself ever because there's two fucking people in my head at all times. Wow. Sounds bad. And as well as all the other voices, but <laughs> I literally, <laughs> I want to be diagnosed for having not necessarily schizophrenia, but Nick Cage in my thoughts at all times. Oh. This Can girl, imagine she's blinded by the was, cage. <laughs> by the cage. It's just me walking through every day and it's just like, Marta, <laughs> you should kill that person <laughs> and then meet me with the declaration of independence. <laughs> No, I think I think Nick calls it the Declaration of Independence. the Decky of Indo- the Deco of Independence. <laughs> Inupendi. <laughs> Hello. Sorry, that's the Are Lion you still King here? Thanks. This episode's way too fucking long. We need to stop. What time is it? We're uh, almost at an hour. It's ten fifty three p.m. We're done. Guys, we have social media. We've been really shitty about it. Oh, God. I Yeah, I posted, like, one thing. I'm so sorry. Okay. I was out of the country. She was out of the country. I was out of my head. Um, I were on the Twitter. It's at Ginspod, G-I-N-S-P-O-D. Tweet at me, please. Um, Marta's at Gone in 60 Seconds, N-I-C-S-T-Y, on the Instagram, and at gmail.com. She kissed the mic. That means it's time. Yay. Give it one more. Say goodbye, Marta. I love him. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>